We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hart lost it. Picked up by Reeves. Reeves fires away. Doesn't hit Randall the rebound, and that will do it. Knicks with an inspiring win here tonight in Los Angeles. Bouncing back from that tough loss against the Clippers on this floor just a couple of nights earlier. And they finish up the West Coast wing 2-2 two and two with a hard-fought victory against the L.A. Lakers. A team that only loses at home for just the third time this season. Lakers were 10-2 and two here at Crypto.com Arena until the Knicks came in and beat them 114-109. to Hello, everybody, and welcome to a victory postgame. It is 1.03 a.m. on the East Coast, and thankfully, the New York Knickerbockers have come away with a victory, a split of the L.A. matchups in Crypto.com Arena or Staples Center, whatever you want to call the building that they raised a banner for an in-season tournament for tonight. The Knicks come away with a two and two split of this dreaded Western Conference road trip. And they still got another game on Wednesday that's technically a home game, but there will be more Knicks fans in the building. Technically a road game. Technically a road game, but it's an unofficial home game. There's your 41st home game, ladies and gentlemen. For those who are new to the program, I am not Jonathan Macri, but my name is GMAC Andrew Claudio. I am joined by my partner in crime for tonight for this victory post game, Mr. Sean with a W. Sean, I get to do this first because I never get to do this because I, I don't co-host. I don't host Casual Friday anymore. Sean, Nick's just got a W. How are the vibes? The vibes are fantastic, and I say oh. that. Because I want to give a shout out to my man Edwin Garcia. He covers the Lakers for Silver Screen and Roll. He does a podcast with my man Don Dropper, who's a Clippers fan called Basketball Figueroa. And Edwin Garcia loves, he like me, likes to partake in Hennessy, especially after a victory. And he called he loves his victory henny. So I said, today is the victory henny bowl. So guess what? These are the vibes for this evening. The, the vibes are victorious because we are having some victory, Henny. And that's the yeah. last time I'll mention their name on this thing because they're not cutting us any checks. So we'll move on. But uh, listen, all jokes aside, um, listen, West Coast World Trips are hell, um, especially spending four days in LA, uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday. Like, um, so against, listen, Especially after the Clipper game, I mean, like the Clippers are destroying everybody. Um, 
come into this game. You know, Knicks Lakers always matters. There's always there's always a little extra on it, no matter how good or bad the teams are. So, and so I'm not gonna say we this wasn't a must win, but it was a win that we could absolutely use. And then now coming back home to New York City on when on Wednesday night, um, it will be or Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday. Wednesday's Brooklyn game. Yeah, Wednesday. It makes it makes it a little bit easier stomach because we to to John's point in the in today's podcast, we should beat Brooklyn. And then we have a nice little two game winning streak going into um going into the going to the uh the two straight games with the Bucks. So the Fives are victorious, they're fantastic. Cheers. Cheers indeed. I will say we have no sponsor for the drinking game tonight, but I have a feeling because it is the middle of the night here on the East Coast. We're drinking tonight <laughs> and in some way, shape or form. I've got water, so we'll see how the vibes elevate uh, through the course of this post game. So here's here's my big picture takeaway. Here's my immediate reaction after this victory. Again, the Knicks win 114 to 109 over the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get into the individual performances as well as some highs and lows and strengths and criticisms throughout the night. We promise you, and of course, we'll, we'll review betting and sweating. We, we have an interesting night to recap, and then we'll get to your super chats. Um, after the Utah game, I think I speak for both of us. In fact, I'd you, we did a casual. You did a casual Friday pod, and I, I know the pods that it came on afterwards from that Utah game. I think we all left that Utah game wondering if we were Indiana Jones and the boulder was rolling down the hill. And I know I felt it. I did a pod the next day previewing the Suns game, and then I did a pod the na- day after that previewing the Clippers game, terrified at what these three games would be. And I think this should be a lesson to all of us, a lesson to every single Knicks fan that is still waiting for reasons to believe in the core, in the culture, in the attitude of this team, that every single time we're ready to doubt them and think that this is the 21-22 season all over again, they give us a reason to believe. Whether it's Jalen Brunson making history on Friday or just a hard-fought road victory when the Lakers are raising a banner. AD and LeBron, like like LeBron had an off night, we're going to call it, but he still almost had a Mm triple-double. And AD was unstoppable at like 20 and 15 tonight, or almost 30 and 15 tonight. Mm -hmm. And the Knicks still came away victorious. I, I This is a team that continues to fight. This is a a team that continues to give us reasons to believe. And all the doom and gloom after the Utah game, and Sean, I look up at the standings right now. The New York Knicks are your five seed at the moment. They're exactly where they were at the end of last season. They are a half game ahead of Cleveland. They're better than the Miami Heat. The darling Indiana Pacers. Now, I'm, I'm standing looking right now, which you probably shouldn't do before Christmas. But we're like a couple made free throws and a shot or, an, or, a, or, a, or a good call here or there from the Knicks being a four seed or maybe even a three seed. That's how far the margin is away from this team taking an even even further step forward. And I just want to commend this basketball team because we've seen the free fall happen in the past. We've seen one loss lead to six or seven in a row, but not this team, not this team, not this current group of Knicks that we root for. And I know there'll be transactions that get brought up over the next weeks and months to come. But as far as this team right now, you're going to have to kill them to consider them dead. And I was just very proud of this basketball team. That Lakers team 
On offense, there's a lot of questions. They are one of the best defensive teams in the league, and you saw it down the stretch. Knicks could not figure out a way to get an easy bucket, and the Knicks still pulled out a win. So that's my big takeaway, Sean. I was very, very proud of the Knicks being able to go and get two and one. That We were all so worried and depressed after Utah, and they went two and one in their next three games. I love it, Sean. So it's funny you say that. So two things. One, you said that, you know, this team has shown us that since this year and last year that it's not going to be a repeat of the 21-22 season, the thumbs down season, as you refer to mm-hmm. it. I say this has been the Tom Thibodeau era, excluding that thumbs down year. Because even remember that that uh in the in that in the in the we here season, I think they were ten and thirteen at some point. They were eight and eight, and they were five. They started five. In fact, no, they you know started five and eight, five and eight, and then eight and eleven. Eight and eleven yes. was the stretch you're talking about. So they were five and eight, and we were like, all right, whatever. And then they got to eight and eight. We we're like, okay. And then to your point, they got to eight and eleven, and it was like, eh. And then they bounced back. And then same thing last year. And I even said it on casual Friday after the jazz game, I said, it's crazy that the vibes are in the same place now at 13 and 10, as they were the last year at 10 and 13. And to quote the quarterback of the New York jets for all of four snaps this season, R E L A X relax. Every Ouch, game, by the way, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Soon. It's okay. Let's the season's it. over. I've moved on. Let's go next. But it's every game cannot be a referendum on the state of the franchise, whether it's the wins or the losses. We have to look at the big picture and the big picture shown us that this team 99 times out of 100 shows up to play every day and will fight and claw and make you earn it. Yes, they will do silly things from time to time. Yes, they will have certain matchups that don't work in their favor. Yes, they will lose two jump balls that lead to touchdowns, but they will keep on fighting. And it got to a point during this game today where I said, if we lose this game now, I'm going to be disappointed. It was about well, like about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. I said, now if we lose this game, I will feel disappointed. I didn't feel that way at halftime when they went from being up 57-53 to being down 58-57 in the blink of an eye. But once we weather this, once we weather the storm, it's every 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 Knicks fan knows that third quarter, there's always a third quarter uh, blank blank. And once they weather that storm, it was apparent, like, okay, we are we Mensa, shout out to Mensa on the on the uh, on the on the watch watch along. He said, We're the better team tonight. And they were, and they saw it through. I agree. I agree hundred percent. The run you're talking about at the end of the fourth quarter, where I had that similar moment. The Lakers called timeout with 547 left after Jalen Brunson hit a floater to put him up 10. And that's when I looked at it. And I got to be honest, I went into the fourth quarter with a 10-point lead. And even then, I was like, you can't blow a 10-point lead here. But I in- internally gave myself the caveat. But that's LeBron and AD. Like, if they do special things in the fourth quarter, you can be like, all right, that's LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. Um, when 10 minutes left, you're up by 10. Or excuse me, six minutes left, you're up by 10. That's when I, I join you. And this will be a disappointing loss. And to your point, the Lakers cut it to four and I was, I understood. 
I understood what the, the Knicks have done this do this all to every team's weakest defender. When they play the Heat, it's Tyler Hero. When they played the Heat this year, it was Jaime Jaquez Jr. Um, they they guard guard screen or just I mean they did this with the with the Hawks multiple times in just getting Trey and pick and roll action. And they were trying to do that with Austin Reeves. And I'll, I'll shout out XJ on the watch along. He made the point. Austin Reeves was holding his own. It was the first one that Jalen Brunson hit a three in his face. And after that, Austin Reeves kind of held his own on the, the, the pick the, the, the switches um, and trying to get him in action. And I will say anytime they doubled Brunson was denying the, the screen and was getting a floater. He was getting into the paint. So the Lakers made the adjustment to just don't bring help and we'll let Reeves try to hold his own. And he did. And it led to a four point lead with a little over three minutes left. And then Julius Randle, love him or hate him, hits this. First, he goes one on two against LeBron and AD, and then it leads to an out of bounds play. Um, so Nick, Nick's ball still. They throw him a grenade and he chucks up a three. And I think we all just went, oh, yes, it went in. We're up by seven. And the Knicks, it never got, it was never in doubt for me after that. So um, some individual performances tonight that we should focus on. And I, I don't know if you're okay with me leading with this, but I, I think it's the it's been the number one story for I think the last last five games since Mitchell Robinson went down. Mm-hmm. With respect to Tom Thibodeau, Jericho Sims cannot be the team starting center anymore. He just cannot. This is a lineup that is not working. This is not an experiment, a gamble that is paying off, especially when in 39 minutes tonight, Isaiah Hartenstein against Anthony Davis, who by him who who himself went 32 and 14. I should also mention LeBron on a bad LeBron night had 25, 11 and 11. So LeBron James, ladies and gentlemen, that's a bad, it's a bad night. It's a bad LeBron James night. And he was did 25, 11 and 11. Um, but like AD was, I thought a force to be reckoned with on the boards and Isaiah Hartenstein with a career high, 17 rebounds, including shadow Mitch Robinson, seven offensive. I felt his impact on the boards tonight. Now, Jericho Sims went down after three minutes. Apparently, he injured. He got a sprained ankle on the jump ball. And we saw what Isaiah Hartenstein with the starters looks like, specifically to your point about the third quarter of Doom, that beginning of the third quarter where I was like, all right, you, you, you let the lead slip away at the end of the second. Now, like you got to you got to punch back here in, in, the, in the third. And they did, and they were able to create offense through their center. Something you can't do with Mitchell Robinson. Well, guess what? You also can't do it with Jericho Sims. And I'm praying that my head coach recognizes that going, I'm fine with like eight Taj minutes. I am fine. I know it looked awful tonight. The guy was sitting on his couch a week ago. But Isaiah Hartenstein was outstanding tonight, especially going up against Anthony Davis for 40 minutes tonight. So I'm going to shout out iHeart first. Listen, uh, the head coach of the New York Knicks loves to say the game will tell you what to do. Tom, the game is telling you what to do. (laughs) Mensa pointed out perfectly, like you made your third string center, your starting center. And listen, you tried it and you get an E for effort, but it's clear that it doesn't work. And it's, it's not... It's it's not even he's not even a knock on Jericho Sims. I mean, Jericho, listen, he's the 58th pick in the draft. The fact that we even have the opportunity, the fact that we even have the wherewithal to even try it out is a testament to the organization finding him and taking a chance on him. Um, but you know, it, it's 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 not working. And 
Isaiah Hardenstein is the best backup big in the NBA. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Chris Burnett of Hoop Spaces because he likes to go on Rihanna's internet and say that Bobby Portis is the best backup big in the NBA. And I said, not while Isaiah Hardenstein exists. And he tells me to go scratch. Well, him and I will be having a chat in the spaces tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it, it we like the data is in front of you. The gate, like it's eye test data, what have you. Like Isaiah Hartenstein needs to be the starting center, um, especially since when you start Sims, then you end up with Isaiah Hartenstein playing 20, 17, 18, 19, 20 minutes in a row. And that's not and that, that and that's not fruitful. That's that's no good. So and let's like you said, listen, uh, Taj Gibson was drink was drinking a brewer on a couch last week, right? So it's <laughs> going to take him some time to get into shape, and I think we'll get better Taj minutes. But listen, start iHeart. Don't overthink it. It, it. It's right in front of you. The game is literally telling you what to do. And like to be clear, I think we both any intelligent Knicks fan I think can see what he was trying, and it's that you want to keep the second unit together, and it, it's similar to the Alfred Payton thing from the first year. Right. Like you try to play even with your starters and then your bench takes you home. Like I do understand the logic. You're trying to play even with your starters and then the bench takes you home. The problem is you weren't playing even with your starters. You were getting killed with your starters when Sims is in. So look, it's, it's a lesson learned. I actually do appreciate taking a chance on a young guy and maybe instilling confidence. I have no clue what's going on behind the scenes, but to a man, I don't know a person that is like the Sims minutes are working. So. Jericho Sims, God bless you. Get well soon. Isaiah Hartenstein, I think, proved his worth tonight in more ways than one, whether it be stepping up and playing more minutes than he was prepared to play tonight and looking like he belongs to play with the starting unit. Somebody else that should be playing more minutes that we've been screaming for more minutes lately um, that just from the jump, the moment he came in tonight showed that this was going to be a game that you were going to need to play at least 30 and he plays 29 tonight Emmanuel quickly uh the Knicks won by five he was a plus seven um by the way Isaiah Hartenstein plus 15 in his minutes tonight showing even more so what his impact was Emmanuel quickly 20 points eight of 15 from the field I did think his shot selection late when the Lakers were tightening down um he missed a couple of threes he missed a couple of bunnies but I, I'm, I'm quibbling the first like 89%, 90% of the game for quickly. He was outstanding. And that's just the offensive end that I'm mentioning. The difference he made on the defensive end of the floor, whether it be uh, making life tough for Austin Reeves, who was his assignment, getting in passing lanes, being a beast on the defensive boards as well. Um, I thought uh, we, we saw exactly why the more manual quickly, the better has been the motto from people clamoring for more of it. Listen, we've, <laughs> you know, it's like this is the third straight year where it's taken Tom Thibodeau a quarter to a third of the season to realize, wow, this guy is really good. Should play more minutes. Um, listen, people have their, you know, listen for all the data information that's available to us. We all have our hunches. We all have our intuition. We all have our beliefs, and ultimately. Uh, Tom Thibodeau sees Emmanuel quickly as he, he sees him in a role that for what this team is doing, what this team wants to do and what this team has to do. He like, this is the elephant in the room. Like Josh Hart is taking his minutes and he values Josh Hart can do as a 
point as a one-on-one defender against biggers against bigger guys like Josh Hart can guard twos and threes and fours where and whereas I may know quickly ones and twos so I understand but we're as we're discussing on study hall on on Sunday you just look at the data like the old line of data like this team is just better when a man cookies on the floor simply simple as that and at some point you have to lean you have to lean into what works so my pushback and this is a thing that you and I have gone back on a lot gone back and forth mm-hmm. on a lot the Josh Hart minutes are also very well like they are a very large plus when Josh Hart is on the mm-hmm. floor. So I actually think it's the combo of Hart and Quickly that they've been killing teams with. Now, Josh Hart is not the offensive player that Emmanuel Quickly is, but to your point, he can guard bigger than Emmanuel Quickly can. Now, we can quibble about like impact and and all the different other ways that Emmanuel Quickly is valuable, but I don't think it's a Josh Hart problem. I think this team has a lot of guards and Tibbs doesn't believe that DiVincenzo or Grimes can play the three. And look, I, I don't think we're ever going to get to find out if either of them can, because I don't think he's going to play them. Um, the, the thing I think quickly is going to eventually find himself. And look, I'm, I threw out the theory out there after the Clipper game. I don't think it's a good theory, but I think it's just a theory that because Tibbs knows what he has in IQ and, like something Fred told me a year ago is like, you got to take the first 25, 30 games of an NBA season after training camp, which is now only two weeks long. And just understand that coaches are trying stuff because it's a long season. And while the play in tournament made it seem like these games mattered, um, they didn't really. Cause like the Lakers look like a team that's headed for a seven seed, even though they just raised a banner tonight. So my theory was that Tibbs knows what he has in quickly. And as a result, He's like, all right, I know what I can go to with quickly. Let me try some other things like to get DiVincenzo going, get Grimes going. And like XJ said it tonight, there are going to be guys that just play fewer minutes and they probably should on certain nights. And like Grimes only played 11 minutes. DiVincenzo only played 19 minutes. It was because quickly was playing well and he rode the hot hand. Um, but like RJ, if anything, should have been playing fewer minutes than than what quickly like quickly should have been cutting into RJ's minutes mm-hmm. going forward. I maintain, and this is like the, the lineup data that I've been staring at is the Josh Hart Emmanuel quickly lineups are plus 12.4 this year. They're both like equal in the plus minus on offs, which is why like this was the closing lineup last year, those two on the floor. Um yeah. so all that to say, but like to our point, 20 is not enough, is not enough for quickly. This was the this was the happy medium of twenty nine. If like anything from twenty five to twenty nine is exactly what I'm looking for. So you're right. The Josh Hart IQ minutes are really good. The reason why I said Josh Hart is because, especially down the stretch, you know, Julius is going to be on the floor, Brunson is going to be on the floor, a center is going to be on the floor, and now you have two spots. And more often than not, Josh Hart takes one of them. So it's between Devo, Grimes quickly and RJ. So, so I say that because Josh Hart, like, unless he's just absolutely terrible. And even there's sometimes he's been terrible. He's played. So that's why it's not a Josh Hart problem, but that's where the, uh, that's where the minutes, but to your point, he could play IQ could play more minutes in, 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 in RJ stead. Um, but you know, this is that, 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 that's just how it, uh, that's just how the, uh, that's how the, the tables have turned. It's it's the roster construction. Like as much as people don't want to hear this, like they have a lot of guys on the wing. And guys. Fred's point about 
they have a lot of like the front office knows they have too many guys and like Quentin Grimes probably isn't happy. You played 11 minutes tonight. Guess how many minutes I thought Quentin Grimes should have played tonight. 11. <laughs> um, that's not even to a point to say he was bad. No, I just thought just like, like, yeah, I thought quickly had it going. I thought mm-hmm. like I was, I looked up, I was like, wow, David Jensen's only played 19. And I was like, who should he have played for? You know, like it's at a certain point, I was kind of okay with RJ's defense and I was kind of okay. And we'll get to RJ in a second because I guess that, that may be a point of contention. But like I I I was fine for the most part tonight with the rotations outside of the way the game started, which I guess could be the next thing we get to. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With basketball season fully underway, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, take Jalen Brunson over in points or Julius Randle over in rebounds and combine it with two NFL picks like Lamar Jackson over in rushing yards or Zach Wilson over in interceptions. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. PrizePix now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepix.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepix.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. So... Other than starting Hartenstein, uh, starting Sims for Hartenstein, there was an adjustment Tibbs made tonight. And <laughs> he played Julius Randle the first 19 minutes of the game. Now, this is something he did against the Celtics earlier this year. He tried to match the um, Julius Randle, Jason Tatum minutes. Um, and he tried to just like, like play Julius as long as he could. Uh, Julius then sat the last five-ish minutes of the first half. And the Knicks had an 11 point lead when they did. So I was like, okay, this is, this seems to be working. Now this bench unit that plays freer 
with Brunson is going to have to just hold the fort and not blow an 11 point lead. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening is they blew an 11 point lead. And this was the stretch where I thought RJ was particularly bad. His shot selection was pretty awful. There at least he had two shots at the rim that got blocked by AD. Then down in that stretch at the end of the second, I thought he took two floaters because he was terrified of AD and didn't go up strong. Second half, I thought he was a bit better, but um, shots still were not falling. The credit I will give RJ for this game is he is still hitting his free throws. He's now six, he was another six for six night. He's going to be up over 85% after this game. I thought this is a pretty bad RJ Barrett game, though. If you want to go there. Well, okay. Yeah, I skipped over ahead. the Julius part. Let's go to Let's yeah, go to the Julius Ju- part. Let's go to the Julius part first, because I thought Julius played a, a really good game and then was just gassed by the end of the game, which is why you didn't see him take a ton of field goal attempts. So, what are your thoughts? So, I so we were discussing that during the playback watch party because um, we were like, has at some point we we're like, has Julius Julius sat? Because so first, let me take a step back for all this crap we give about give Tibbs for not adjusting. Clearly he made adjustments, right? And 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 all the crap we gave him about shout out to Sean Geddes, hashtag subs on auto. Um he didn't do he just he 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 switched it up. Um so every decision that you make will have unintended consequences. And it's just a matter of how if how strong or weak those unintended consequences were. And you're right, they were up 11 when Julius came out of the game with about four and a half, five minutes left. So the trade-off was that now your bench lineup, which now can play freer and, you know, more open is now going up against LeBron and AD and the majority of the Lakers starters. And when usually down the stretch of the sec- of the first half, those the final minutes of the first half, you have Brunson, you have you have Brunson, you have RJ, and you have uh, Randall in the game. And then you saw the lead just evaporate, and it was like because the thing that the bench unit trying to do and that they're trying to do against starters. So I understood it. I, I also am not a big fan of this. I gotta match my minutes with the other guy's best player, who's a big who who's like a four or you know i mean lebron's a lebron's whatever position he wants but i i've yeah, never but he's been playing a big fan the four yeah, yeah yeah i've never been the biggest fan of it like it didn't like it didn't cost him the game obviously right um and to your point it worked until it didn't um it was just and to your point like we've seen julius be gassed down the stretch down so many so many times so i just felt like like emptying the tank that early to your point, I'd say this. If we had, if we still had an 11-point lead or like a 10-point lead at halftime, then it's like like the bench had just held water, treaded water. And that's like this, like we build up a big lead and then hopefully we can, you know, get to the finish line. But listen, at some point, results matter. We won the game. So I'm not going to, can't nitpick it too much. So the tough part about, like, it worked in that they got the 11-point lead. And then if you want to judge the process, fine. I guess... Like that that unit that was in the game for the last five minutes when Julius sat, right? Mm-hmm. That was Brunson. That was quickly. That was although they quickly might have came out for DiVincenzo, but like that was Josh Hart, one of their main starting five guys. Like they went with guys that are usually dependable. RJ, as I mentioned, were in the was in the game at that point. Like that's a unit that should be able to hold an eleven point lead against the Lakers offense. And they didn't. So that's where I I wanna 
Like that's, that's fair. That's fair. You got to judge the players for not performing as well. Maybe they you could say they weren't put in a certain position. I thought here's an 11 point lead protected for five minutes with LeBron James off the floor was a, a good enough situation for me to say protect the lead. I I'm with you in the sense of like, we've been subs on auto. Like we've been criticizing the rotation for weeks and he adjusted. Like he actually yeah. looked at this game and was like, I'm not going to let LeBron play against the second unit with no Julius and no um, Jalen Brunson. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to make sure we don't completely lose those minutes. Now we didn't know what version of LeBron we were getting tonight, but um, I, Look, the version of Julius Randle we got tonight I thought was outstanding. He finishes tonight with 27 points and 14 rebounds as well as three assists. Um, I, I thought he was it, it was really good. I'll, I'll just I'll just say that. Another really strong game for Julius Randle. Any other good games you want to point out before we talk about RJ? Uh, any other good game? I mean, we talked about iHeart. Um, DiVincenzo was far. I didn't, I thought he could have played more minutes, but again, too many guys, you know, this yeah. is what we're going to do. Um, Todd, listen, like, thank six minutes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Shape, buddy. <laughs> um, and, and as much, as much guff as I give Josh Hart, um, you see why he's needed on this team, especially like these two LA games against teams with really good wings. Um, Listen, man, it was, it was this is a segue to R. This is a segue to RJ. I mean, the times where RJ ended up guarding LeBron, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It, it was like before it was before LeBron caught the ball, LeBron knew exactly what he was going to what he was going to do and could have told RJ what he was going to do. And RJ would not have been able to stop it. And that's not on yeah. RJ because it's LeBron James. He's arguably the goat, like, but yeah, that was um, yeah, that was interesting. So but we can get to RJ now. RJ Barrett finishes tonight three of ten from the fields, zero of two from three. Um, shout out Mensa who took an under on Prize Picks uh, of RJ three point attempts. He was right, as I mentioned, six of six from the line again. That is something that we can take away as an RJ positive. Um, did have five rebounds, four assists. Um. I thought his shot selection was pretty, pretty poor. Um, and like there, there are some process things. Like there are certain things where, like in the second half, he was able to get um, less straight on floaters. I was actually able to get to the his strong side, the left, and get mm-hmm. some layups out of it. And that's when I thought he played his best. And then Josh Hart got hurt, and he came back in the game for probably eight or nine more minutes than I thought he was going to play. Mm-hmm. But um, these nights are going to happen for RJ. Unfortunately, he can have his inefficient moments. Uh, I don't want to pile on him tonight. They got the win. Uh, the, the three free throws that he made Austin Reeves take at the end. I wanted to, I was not very happy with the, the three, the fouling on a three pointer. I'm saying Sean. Oh yeah. Um, that was, that was, that was, that was not what you want. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> look, I maintain like that, that seven game stretch to start. As, as as great as it was and as awesome as it was, I, I don't want to officially say that that's not coming back, but I don't think we're going to... Like, that RJ might have been not something we're going to see long-term. We are at a different version of him that I think can be a decent starter and then Josh Hart and quickly close. like Or, or just two other guys close. And um, we'll see what happens. There'll be nights when RJ closes too when he's got it going. Yeah. But um, I... I 
thought he was he was pretty bad tonight. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah, I think so. I think he had a poor start to your point there. His shot selection early was like, okay, like those shots aren't going to work as Anthony Davis. I will give him and I give Julius credit also like um, there's a song by the Notorious B.I.G. called People Bleed. People bleed just like us. So like you can't you can't like. All right. It, you you should you should acknowledge who was there, but you can't play afraid. But the shot selection was like you weren't getting to your spots, and you're trying like that's not going to work against if you're not in your spot. That's not going to work against those guys. Um, he got he he got he got settled. He got to his spots. He actually he actually did what like there's there was a play where he got to, where he got into the he got to the cup and he dished the iHeart for the layup. It's like that's the RJ you want to see. Like it exactly. just comes down to process, yeah process and like make the right play and i think that i think rj he knows what the right play is and i think he wants to make the right play but at the same time this part of him that's like i'm the third pick and i gotta show people who i am what i can do and i'm not gonna be some facilitator connector guy like whatever so um he rebounded and then like i said he was okay and then like I said, the you know when he got when he got singled on LeBron, that wasn't good. The the foul of the three was terrible. Uh, so like, and then obviously three for ten is three for ten. There's no way around yeah. that. So um, I am curious to see what Benji's grades will be from tomorrow. I think he's probably gonna oh, get like no, a C they're minus. Up. I got you. If you want to, if you want to, my guess grades. is my guess is C minus. So Benji's grades for tonight are. Hold on. For the Lakers game, uh, Brunson a B plus, uh, DiVincenzo a B, Bear to C, and then Randall okay. an A, uh, Hartenstein an A, um, quickly at A minus, Grimes a B minus, and Josh Hart a C plus. I Josh Hart got hurt midway through this game, and he mm-hmm. gave Taj a, Taj a C as well. Um, Josh Hart got hurt somewhere in the third quarter, and then just like, or maybe the fourth yeah. quarter, and disappeared yeah. from this game until the last thirty seconds. So I have no idea what to make of Josh Hart game. I just maintain in general, he has just been one of their more impactful players, especially when you look at the, the him, his combo with quickly. Um, but I, look, this is not a night to be having the RJ conversation. I just thought he hit a very bad basketball game, but we yeah. can, we can move on and talk about, uh, get to, we, we can honestly move on with the rest of the show yeah. and get to our super chats. I will just say, as I reset at the top, like, this is a game they lose two years ago. This oh, you know what? We didn't even mention Jalen Brunson. Now I'm thinking about it. Yes, Jay- did. I was looking at stat line. It's pretty good. Like so, Jalen Brunson. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, 29 points, 10 to 21 from the field, three or six from three, uh, three assists, four rebounds, one steal, one block. Wow. Um, and plus one. Um, it's I. I don't want to say we take him for granted, but it's just like he just does so many things. He had a really big three. Uh, either late third or early fourth, um, he had a really big three because to 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 relieve some pressure. Um, but listen, man, like all star, simple, write it down. Yeah, no, I this is this is par for the course for Jalen Brunson. Twenty nine points. Um, he, he his free throws tonight, including some clutch ones down the stretch to ice the game. Um, I thought I thought the Lakers defense was really good in the last five minutes, which is why like they, they were, 
there are a couple of possessions where it's like the Knicks have no chance to get an easy shot here. They're just rotating really well. They're trapping Brunson at half court and then rotating into spots. We've seen the Knicks, like the Jimmy Butler traps from the playoffs last year. They give yeah. us all nightmares, right? Like that works when you could see it, when you have the personnel to do it. And the Lakers were like, like there was one trap of Brunson that led to a Quentin Grimes getting the ball at the top of the three point line. And he, he's covered right away. And it's like, Oh, yeah. so that, that normally would just be a three pointer and against a bad defense, but against a top five defense, like the Lakers, that's different. Um, shout out Jalen Brunson. I uh, walks away with the, from this road trip with two games that probably could solidify himself in the all-star conversation. And look, big picture, the Knicks come home 15 and 11. Like you said, Get a two game road, get a two game victory. Imagine them beating Brooklyn and being three and two on this road trip. Oh, we were so terrified going into this stretch and they may end up over 500. I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch, but the, the, this is the basketball team we root for. Every single time we're waiting for them to lose 17 of 20. No, <laughs> they, they end up getting, they end up getting a victory. We're not expecting. They did this last year when they went to LA, they lost the Clipper game. They lost the Kings game before that. Then they beat the Lakers. Then they yep. beat the, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it was like, oh, that. Oh, no, no. Then they beat the Blazers. That's right. They beat the Blazers on Cam. Oh, they beat the Blazers <laughs> on Cam Reddish Revenge Night. I'm going to let you handle that one because apparently I'm not allowed to comment on Cameron Elijah Reddish. But uh, uh, Cameron Elijah oh, Reddish's I'm- stat line tonight, two of nine, oh, of four from three. How do you like them apples? I listen. I will comment on Cameron Elijah Reddish because I will not be bullied by the internet because it's the internet, which is not a real place. Um, look, there are a lot of people in Nick's Twitter and Nick's land who, all right, let me take a step back. I root for players, especially talented players to succeed. I don't want, I no one here at KFS has a vendetta against Cam Reddish, contrary to popular belief, um, especially especially the gentleman who is usually in this seat at this at this time. Um, but it's just and I actually said this in Twitter space on Saturday, like I don't understand how we had there is a player who doesn't play on our team who averages seven points a game shooting 42% from the field and 31% from three. And that gets celebrated by our fan base. While we have guys who are all NBA two years, two out of three years, we have guys who are like, we have someone who we have someone who's two time all NBA two time all-star who averages who gets 20, 10 and five almost by rolling out of bed. And we shit on him. That's the weird part to me, right? So, like, if you went to this game thinking, oh, this is going to be a Cam Reddish game, he's going to destroy us, and you'll see that the Knicks shouldn't have, like, listen, it didn't work here. I'm not going to, like, do you want to play blame pie, blame pie on whose fault it was between Tibbs and Cam in the front office or whatever? You can do that. Like, it's never clearly one person, but it just didn't work here. It also didn't work, and it also didn't work in the team he was here before. It also didn't work the team before the Knicks and didn't work the team after the Knicks. But listen, he's found a home. He's also knew that probably this was like, if it didn't work here for LA, that was probably it for him in the league. So he's bought in and he's found a niche and he's, and Oh, we've talked about this too long. All I'll say is this. 
<laughs> Tim Reddish is a Tim Reddish is a ridiculously talented basketball player. It's the production has never matched the talent, and I don't think that's disputable. But if he has a role in LA, I he has a role. It works. It works for him. God bless him. But guess what? He don't play on my team anymore. So I want to put him in the dirt, just like I want to put any other former Nick in the dirt when I play them. Because guess what? I'm a Knicks fan. Sue me. No comment. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.